thank you loving father for making us to see this day thank you father for keeping us in good health thank you for giving us protection guidance security and peace we say all glory praise and honor be unto your name now and forevermore our lord in heaven please grant us the gift of your holy spirit put your words in our mouth O lord grant us understanding of the things that we will be reading bless us lord with with wisdom from above O lord we pray that the things we will study now will help us lord not just to know the truth but to put it into practice do this and take the glory in jesus name i have prayed amen Our high calling, November 29, seeing him who is invisible. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. By faith, he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Hebrews 11 verse 24 to 27 Moses lived as seeing him who is invisible and was therefore able to count the reproaches of Christ greater riches than the treasures of Egypt. If men would live in this way, we should see their faces aglow with the glory of God. For they would be viewing the glory of the eternal and by beholding would be transformed into the image of Christ. Our minds take the level of the things on which our thoughts dwell. And if we think upon earthly things, we shall fail to take the impress of that which is heavenly. We would be greatly benefited by contemplating the mercy, goodness, and love of God. But we sustain great loss by dwelling upon those things which are earthly and temporal. We allow sorrow and care and perplexity to attract our minds to earth, and we magnify a molehill into a mountain. Temporal things are not to engross our minds until our thoughts are entirely of the earth and the earthly. We are to train, discipline, and educate the mind so that we may think in a heavenly channel, that we may dwell on things unseen and eternal, which will be discerned by spiritual vision. It is by seeing him who is invisible that we may obtain strength and mind and vigor of spirit. In whatever place we are called by the providence of God, we may confidently expect that God will be our helper. We are not to be a toy to circumstances, but to be above circumstances. When we are placed in trying positions and find things about us that we do not like, that try our patience and test our faith, we are not to sink down in despondency, but to take a firmer hold upon God and prove that we are not setting our affection on things on the earth, but on things above, that we are looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. 
Jesus is to be the beginning and the end, the first and the last. He is to be our strength in every time of trial. Amen. Seeing him who is invisible. The devotion is trying to address the concept of having faith in God and trusting him in whatever circumstance or situation we find ourselves. Trusting that he is still at the helm of affairs and is able to see us through whatever situation he permits us to experience. Hebrews 11 verse 24 to 27 says, By faith Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of God, of the king, sorry, for he endured not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. What does it mean that Moses endured as seeing him who is invisible when he forsook Egypt? That is, he had faith. And even though he had not seen God with his eyes, he trusted and believed that what God had promised he will do. And so he safely forsook Egypt. You see, what Moses was facing was the prospect of being the pharaoh, the next pharaoh in Egypt, or the prospect of following the Israelites out of Egypt and just believing in promises. Now, he had to make a decision, either continue in Egypt and be the pharaoh or forsake Egypt and follow the Israelites out of Egypt, which are his own native people, and trust in the Lord that what God has promised, he will do. Now, in Moses' mind, he contemplated before he made a decision. And even though he had not seen God with his eyes, but he had heard of the promise that God had given to his people, which is that they would inherit a land, and he knew that that land was not earthly, but a heavenly land. He knew that the promise of God to them was eternal life, deliverance from sin. Now, that promise of God was not something that was going to be realized immediately. Moses had a decision to make and he contemplated these things. And after much, he chose to follow the Israelites, to lead them out of Egypt. Though he was not seen yet or receiving the final promise and blessing that the Lord had promised, he endured, knowing that someday it will come. And that's what it means saying he endured as seeing him who is invisible. He endured and allowed God to lead out in his life and trusting that wherever God is leading him, is the safest place for him and eventually it will it will lead him to a final destination of life eternal and pleasures forevermore 
deliverance from sin also because deliverance from egypt was symbol symbolic of delivering them from sin but why is there endurance the reason why there is endurance is because you don't get the promise immediately and that's why we are told moses endured as seeing him who is invisible how does that apply to us today we have decisions to make just like moses and when you make these decisions you are going to pass through various circumstances that are very very disagreeable and if you know the life and story of moses you could tell that this man was tried more than any man could be tried I mean, Moses faced, there's the trial of Job, yes, but the kind of provocation that Moses faced on a daily basis while, while carrying the children of, Egypt out of Egypt, um, children of Israel out of Egypt for 40 good years, these people provoked Moses and Moses was enduring all these things, different circumstances, but yet, what was the promise? The promise of eternal life. But for 40 good years, it was trouble upon trouble for Moses but Moses endured all these things now for us to the same thing God is promising us to come out of Egypt like Moses we have our worldly prospects we have our potentials and we see that if we stay and continue in the direction that we are presently there is a lot to achieve we see before us a lot of earthly good that is coming to us promises We can see the prospects and the potentials we have of being this or that in this position or that position of being wealthy. But God comes to you like he came to Moses and he's trying to call you out of Egypt. Calling you to come to his camp. To be a minister for him. To to, to walk for him in whatever line. Or even if it's not to walk directly in the vineyard for him, but at least to come out of Egypt and coming out of egypt means that there will be a change of lifestyle for you but then in changing this lifestyle just like moses it comes with its own baggage like we read here in the last paragraph in whatever place we are called by the providence of god we may confidently expect that god will be our helper when we are placed in trying positions and find things about us that we do not like that try our patience and test our faith We are not to sink down in despondency but to take a firmer hold upon God and prove that we are not setting our affections on things of the earth but on things above. Because when you come out of your sins, you are going to face trials. You are going to be placed in conditions and circumstances that will try you. You are going to be placed in circumstances that will test your faith. And that was what happened to Moses. Coming out of Egypt, he was placed in circumstances that tested his faith and tried him. But he endured as seeing him who is invisible. You also, you need to make a decision for God to come out of Egypt. To follow on to know the Lord. To perhaps drop that, that direction that you are going that you know is opposed to the will of God and choose the career like Moses did in, in coming out of Egypt and following on to know the Lord. And in doing this, you are going to face trials, yes. But you will have to endure as seeing him who is invisible. We can trust that in whatever circumstance God places us, he will give us grace and strength to go through it. God's providence will 
give us that we can have that confidence in god that he will help us so perhaps you are afraid that you don't want to make a decision because you're you are looking at the trials that will come with it trust in god endure and see him who is invisible our father and trust that through whatever circumstance you pass god will be there to help you as he did even for moses may that be our experience in jesus name amen how did moses come about the decision i read a quote here just listen carefully to see how he came about the decision patriarchs and prophet 2466 says moses had been instructed in regard to the final reward to be given to the humble and obedient servants of god and worldly gain sank to its proper insignificance in comparison I'll take it again. Moses had been instructed in regard to the final reward to be given to the humble and obedient servants of God, and worldly gain sank into its proper insignificance in comparison. The magnificent palace of Pharaoh and the monarch's throne were held out as an inducement to Moses. But he knew that the sinful pleasures that make men forget God were in its lordly courts. He looked beyond the gorgeous palace, beyond a monarch's crown, to the high honors that will be bestowed on the saints of the Most High in a kingdom untainted by sin. He saw by faith an imperishable crown that the King of Heaven would place on the brow of the overcomer. So you see, Moses was instructed. Moses made the comparison based on the instruction he had received. And then he decided to forsake the sinful pleasures of the lordly courts in Egypt. Then he understood that no matter the pleasures we receive for now, it's just temporary. Imagine. If Moses was a king in Egypt, nobody will remember him now. The only thing we have good about Moses, he wouldn't have even written the book of Genesis, or Exodus, or Leviticus, or Deuteronomy, or the book of Job. We wouldn't have heard about the Red Sea. We wouldn't have heard about the experiences of daily speaking with God. The Bible said he spoke to God face to face as a man will speak to a friend. All the privileges Moses got, he would not have gotten it. You see, when God is calling us to make a decision, that is the best time. In his talk, he has plans better than whatever we are thinking about. Whatever prospect we have in this world is temporary. I mean, prospect that we are going to gain in by breaking the commandments of God or sin against God. Those things are for a moment. 10 years, 20 years, and it's gone. So, the first thing Moses did was to receive the instruction. I know in the reading we are told we are to train, discipline, and educate the mind so that we may think in a heavenly channel, that we may dwell on things unseen and eternal, which will be discerned by spiritual vision. Now, what is the result? 
it is by seeing him who is invincible that we may obtain strength of mind and vigor of spirit. How is it gotten? We need to train and discipline the mind, educate ourselves. Some of us may not be fortunate like Moses' mother was to educate him about his position and his role. We have to take ourselves by our hands and sit down and educate ourselves on what we are doing, where we are going. In Hebrews 11, we are told also that these people looked for a city which had foundation, whose builder and maker is God. And they confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims. They de- and the Bible says, verse 14, For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. And truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have had the opportunity to have returned. But now, they desire a country that is... I'll take that again. But now, they desire a better country. What does that mean? Which means you have compared this country, the country of this world, and the country which God is preparing for you. No sorrow, wiping away of tears. There will be no sin or no terror, no threat of any kind. My friend will say there will be no policeman there. There will be no uh, uh, protests. Another will not build and another will inhabit. In that place, there will be no envy. You don't need to lock your door with iron bars. We'll all be at peace. And here, the Bible says that they desire a better country. After looking at everything, they just sighed. There's something better I have to look out for. And they put all the energy. That is unheavenly. Wherefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God. For he had prepared for them a city. God had prepared for them a city and they took that option. So in the reading, we have to make this decision. Educate ourselves in the race we are going. Nobody invests in a business without understanding what the business will be. What will be the profit of the business or what it will bring up at the end? What are the offers? We don't invest in any business blindly. We have reasons. We need to have reasons. You know, if we don't do this work, we will be perplexed. We will be in much care and sorrow. You see, I was a pastor. I, I was sharing the story yesterday where we went to. And this pastor, after retirement, had showed much disappointment with the things going on in the country. What were the things? He saw the tricycle. The tricycle, we know it. We call it Keke here in Nigeria. He had seen numerous numbers of tricycles on the way. And he was sad and disappointed. He said, Number one, in 1960, when Nigeria was gaining her independence, we felt we were going to have the best of it. For him, the tricycle reminded him of India because most of them came from India. His sadness was, how is it that after over 50 years now of independence, 60 years plus, we are still importing tricycles? Does it mean we don't have people who can do these things in the country? Then the talk went to palm oil, palm tree. We know that many countries came from from we have visiting countries who came to Nigeria to take their palm nuts and palm trees to transplant in their countries. Then Nigeria was booming with oil palm processing and production. But today he became so sad 
and worried. Nigeria has failed. I said in my mind, even today down here, we find out that we are all sad too. But the point is, we are told if we allow our minds to dwell on the things which are earthly, we shall fail to take the impress of that which is heavenly. We would be greatly benefited by contemplating the mercy, goodness and love of God, but we sustain great loss by dwelling upon those things which are earthly and temporal. We allow sorrow and care and perplexity to attract our minds to it, and we do what now? We magnify a molehill into a mountain. Temporal things are not to engross our minds until our thoughts are entirely of the earth and the earthly. The Bible says in Hebrews that these people were pilgrims. The Bible said that if they were mindful of where they came from, they would have sought opportunity to have returned. When your mind is not in somewhere, you are not offended or disappointed to the point of not even eating when things go around. The last paragraph says that we are not to be a toy to circumstances, but to be above circumstances. When we are placed in trying positions and find things about us that we do not like, and there are not things we do not like in this world, that try our patience and test our faith, we are not to sink down in despondency but to take a firmer hold on God and prove that we are not setting our affection on things on the earth, but on things above. Because where your treasure is, that's where your heart will be. That's where your heart will be. So, and we are now not supposed to build our affections on the things on this earth to draw our identity. Whether it is New World Order or New Nigeria or New Biafra or whatever, these things should not be where we place our mind. We seek a better country. If not, our affections will be largely wounded. And when we are supposed to make decisions for God, it will be saddened. We will will drop down in despair. Let us make up our minds. Think of the goodness of God. Think of His mercy, of His love, of the prospects of a new world. In Christ Jesus, he said, let not your heart be troubled. I'm going to prepare a place for you. If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and receive you unto myself. Jesus himself told us, let us not be troubled about whatever we see here. He was going to heaven, leaving us a promise of a better world. In this world, you shall have tribulations. That's what he said. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Now he still tells us, in my father's house are many mansions. So Jesus is trying to attract our minds to things that are more heavenly than we can imagine. God shall wipe away all our tears and our sorrows. So when we are crying here, when we are in sorrow here, he's telling you, don't cry too much. In Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians 4, Paul would say that if in this world, if only in this world we have hope, we have all men most miserable. What is he trying to say? Our hope, our foundation, our aim, the thing which we enjoyed best should not be found in this world. It should be in the blessed hope, in the hope of resurrection, the hope of meeting with Christ. So I really pray that 
even when we meet annoying situations in this world, we'll comfort ourselves with the better word. Sometimes things may just make you offended. No, no, no cause. Just wake up in the morning and you're brooding. And that's why we have to be careful. Sometimes you just put on the TV, all the news is negative. By the time you go out on the street, somebody's already offending you. The policeman is tasting you. Then somebody's overtaking you, scratching your car. By the time you're just maybe trying to settle one, somebody begins to insult you. Those are trying positions. Take your way away your mind from these things and dwell with God in heavenly places. Thank you. We, 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 I, I really hope that we will take uh, effort, make efforts to educate our mind, to discipline it, to dwell on more noble subjects, that our peace may be like a river. Our peace will be that which no man can really take away from us. May this be our experience in Christ's name. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for telling us the secret to having peace of mind. Thank you for your grace and for your wisdom and the plan you have made. It's so wonderful that for every difficulty we have, you have a wisdom, you have a way, you have a plan to take us out of it. I want to thank you and I pray that every one of us who is listening will take will take this way out of escape, this way of escape from all these troubles. Lord, I want to specifically remember the students here in our country who have been on strike for a very long time. For some of them, they may be disappointed, they may be feeling very offended, annoyed and irritated by the things that are happening. For some, it may feel very sad, they may have put too much trust in the system and their life now may look very useless because they feel they cannot do anything. Father, I want to pray particularly for them that you give them the grace to look beyond the present situation and anchor in the better things which you have for them. Lord, that their affections will not be set on this world but on things that are above. That they will return their full allegiance to you while they still expect whatever may come out of this situation. In the meantime, Lord, we also pray that you touch those who may be in leadership to do what is best, Lord, for the usefulness of these ones, Lord. Lord, I also want to pray that you please be with those who may be in trying situations in their workplace, at home, on the road, at work, whatever it may be, that you please strengthen them to go through it. That all these difficulties, Lord, will help us to set our affections indeed on things that are above and not on things on this earth. Be with us, strengthen us, and direct us in the ways of everlasting life. Thank you for blessing us today. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs>